1: Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to tell you about our super awesome sponsor, Mike Me, M-I-C-M-E. And while you're creating valuable content, they can make you sound amazing. They do custom podcast intros and outros, and they do editing. Um, their website is MikeMe.com, M-I-C-M-E.com, and you can get 10% off your first intro and outro with the promo code SHEPODCASTS, with the S on the end, all one word. So go ahead and check that out. M-I-C-M-E dot com. Let us know what you think. Hello, Miss Elsie. Hello, Jess. How you doing?
0: I'm good. We're going to try it again in the room of the Lego explosion. So maybe this time, maybe this time nobody comes. What do you think? I can't wait to see how it goes.
1: <laughs> Who knows what will show up? <laughs> That's what's great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a total yeah, it's, mystery, it's, and that's and I love it. It's a little rough when, every minute when you do things it. like this.
0: Oh, my God. So
1: yeah. uh, lots of stuff going on, mostly about Apple. Yes,
0: I know. It's kind of insane.
1: All the Apple things happening. Good week for it. No week is a good week to hear that your charts don't mean diddly.
0: Oh, right, right. But, you know, yeah, I guess you know what, what, what this is with – Shall we just transition straight into news then? Can we, let's do it. Do we have anything else of note that we wanted to talk about before we get into news or? I mean, other than the fact that the E-League begins today, as you're hearing this, and if you lost the boat or you, wonderful, then, then yeah. So I feel that today is going to be a jam-packed day for me. <laughs> as you hear this many things are happening there's tons of conversation it's very exciting but obviously that's happening to future Elsie um not present Elsie so future Elsie is very having a very busy day today
1: nice well I'm sorry future Elsie let me know if you can if I can help with anything (laughs) on that day
0: (laughs) yeah other than that I don't think that there's anything
1: all right well let's get into the news then let's just all right let's do
0: it the news you can
1: use for the informed podcaster, podcasting news.
0: Okay. <laughs> Let's get in it to win it, shall we? Let's get in it to win it. Yeah, I know. And so here, here's what's going on, guys. And I think, you we, we know, last episode we chatted about... The whole, you know, Apple's new podcast feed tags. We actually had a really great conversation around measuring downloads, you know, download numbers and measuring success and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so we we kind of, and we, we talked a lot about Apple and MP3 versus AAC and what they want you to do and marketing practices and all of this kind of stuff. But then as of late, um, there have been, I think in the past, as of last week when you guys are listening, there were at least... Three separate articles published around the fact that um, you know the the rank the the, what do you call those the ranking tables what are they called the charts the podcast charts for Apple Podcasts are totally screwed. So, what do you have to say about that, Jessica (gasps) Kupferman? (gasps)
2: That's terrible.
1: Ramona I think <laughs> I have to say that anybody who has been measuring themselves in this way should have stopped doing it a long time ago, like a really long time ago. Like like the, maybe the first time we said it was not working out right? Like, because people were able to game it. I mean, that's not really news. We've been talking about that since the summer or even earlier. It's interesting because Iman Jalali of Court Junkie, Um, She says there's human beings that want to say things like I have the number one business podcast and number two overall in iTunes at random conferences but Mm -hmm. tough poodles I think.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I mean why don't you say something else like I have a really successful podcast and just be done with it. Why does it have to be number one number two number four of all you know why why do you have to label yourself and tag yourself that way. It's all about ego. Correct.
2: It's how people judge themselves, or that's how that's how you, people show that they have influence, because we're number two in iTunes, which is now poo-poo caca.
0: Right, but see, but here's the problem there, John, is that we, as a collective, that's what we actually started to use. Like, those are the terms we were using as podcasters. We gave that that power. We somehow... Uh, in the way that we were communicating with each other, started to give away that power to this entity, which actually does have a lot of great functionality in terms of charts, right? In terms of having the charts. But the, I guess, being able to, to write it down on your, or say it would be kind of like the same thing. You know how people on their websites, and Jess, I know that, I think you might have your, this on, on your website too. I know that lots of people, especially influencers have that, where they have those little icons for all the different places that you've been like as seen on Entrepreneur or as seen on... Yes, I have that. I've been seen on Entrepreneur. Okay. Well, that's not the same as having to
1: rank yourself in a system that doesn't even include all your traffic.
0: Right. But what what I'm saying is like, that would be kind of cool to just do something like that as seen in Apple Podcasts. (laughs) <laughs> or something along those lines because... Well, but everyone's seen an Apple... It's like saying, well, I've seen I know, on the but internet. A, but but, but it, there's a lot of people who <laughs> use that as, as seen an entrepreneur. And really, it's been a mention. Like you were mentioned on in a line or you had a quote on an article. Right. But whoever's reading that, that doesn't counts, know doesn't? that. So then that's en- I think that that's enough. Like it's, it's, a, it's a way for you to use and leverage that so that people pay attention. But it's not... A reflection of anything valuable, right? Because the value that comes from being featured in all of these different places isn't just there. I mean, there's been lots of people who have been featured on Forbes or have been featured on all of these other wonderful websites. And what does it actually do for you other than provide another little icon to put on your website?
2: But the thing is, unless you, if you're listening to this show then you are a podcaster that wants to be in the know. And if you listen to other shows that talk about this, then you want to be a podcaster in the know. If you don't listen to shows like this, how will you know? Because we still have people saying, please share and that's good, but please go to iTunes and write a five-star review because that helps us in the rankings, which now we know are garbage, which Mm -hmm. mean nothing. And you say that to people and they go, well, it, it, so really what they should say is please go to iTunes and give us a five-star review and write a review because it feeds my ego because that's what it does. It does nothing else. It's proven now. It does nothing else but feed your ego. Can we say that now?
1: I love this ending paragraph. From I love Qua. it, too.
2: I
0: love it, too. Go he ahead. says,
1: Sorry. let me check myself here. Would that it were so simple for me to baldly state that none of this should stand. It's ridiculous for the charts to be this bonkers and Apple should do better. The reality is that managing something as complex as the Apple podcast platform is very hard. Podcasting is a minor concern for Apple. Their historical status as a benevolent ward of podcasting growth can be interpreted as unexpected. Given these two realities, I don't really feel particularly legitimate and pressing on the question of whether Apple Podcasts has a responsibility to provide its constituency with systems that are more reliable. In other words, if they don't give a fuck, why do we? Exactly. Let me just sum it on up. Like, they don't give a fuck. Apple doesn't care about us. So we have to stop ranking ourselves
0: based on them. It just
1: makes no sense. Mm
0: hmm. No, you're, you're right. And I think that that's a really wonderful perspective. And again, I just want to make sure that credit is due. That is Nick Kwa from the hop, his Hot Pot new newsletter. He um, When he released this latest one that I'm going to link to in the show notes here, I thought he did a wonderful job at encapsulating all of the different things. And he did it in a way that was as neutral as he possibly could have been with a really logical point of view. So it wasn't just like this is evil. You know, it really was, well, wh- we, again, we are the ones that are imparting this. Now, there was an article that I just linked to our show notes um, that came out for Apple Insider. So this is in addition to all of the other ones that came out on the same day, which is weird. All of them were published on Tuesday, October 9th, almost every single one of these. Yeah. And this one says it's, Apple seemingly aware of alleged top podcast chart manipulation. And what I like about this one is also the last part, the last quote, and it's a quote of a quote. So this is uh, a quote uh, for Goldberg summarized segment sentiment on the issue in a tweet last week. Quote, podcasters, please stop using these charts as validation. Advertisers, don't base your rates on chart rankings. Listeners, there are tons of great podcasts out there. Don't rely on these charts. End quote, he said.
1: Let's just establish this now. There is no chart that (laughs) is accurate. Not PodSearch, not PodTrack, not Apple, not Stitcher, not Spreaker. Not any of them. Not Blueberry. There's no chart that will give you the answer as to who is the best. You're just going to have to deal with it. Stop it right now. That's it. But I want a chart. All of them are skew. PodTrack is skew because not every show is in PodTrack. How is that that a real chart? It's not. It can't be. Nobody has control over everyone's RSS feed enough to truly chart them. Certainly not Apple. I
0: mean, except for Apple, and they don't care.
1: Right. And also... We don't
0: care. And again, you know, a lot of these charts are based on random data points that are, I, I would say that as a data point, they are valuable, right? As a data point, meaning how many subscribers, how many download numbers, listening information, meaning how, how how long people listen to a podcast. I think that those are valuable data points. The thing that I'm not in agreement with is that just because you have more of that, meaning you have 1 million subscribers versus 500 subscribers. It doesn't necessarily mean that your show cannot be profitable and successful and a viable platform.
1: Right. That's very right. True. It,
0: it, it doesn't, yeah, because there are some people who are making quite a good amount of money based on a smaller amount of volume, whether it be downloads, whether it be subscribers, whatever, but because it's positioned in a very specific place and a very specific way of dealing with their show, it you know, so it, it's different. And also, again, something like she podcasts can have a lot more success with a very compact audience than something that is. Like, we don't appeal to everybody, nor do we want to, because really? (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's like, I, I, yeah, no, I just don't think that that's something that I would even advise to somebody to be able to just like, oh, this is a show for everybody. Uh, I don't think so. It's very specific and it's very nuanced. And I think that that's fine. But if you do have a show that is a little bit more on the pop culture side of things, you are addressing kind of like, I guess uh, more of the things that are happening, I don't know, Game of Thrones comes up because it's such a part, I think, of a lot of people's love of things, mm-hmm. then it could possibly have a larger audience. You have a built-in audience already that's going to be much larger, right? So
2: Yeah, true crime. Anyhow. You you true start crime, a true yeah. crime, you're going to have meet If you go start Correct. a true crime podcast and go into social media and say, I started a new true crime podcast, they will flock to it. People can't get enough of them. Can't get enough of them. That
1: is true.
0: And see the other thing too, Jess, is I was just saying and I'm going to mention this in the in our tool tool tips and stuff, but this is what I feel we need to get to in podcasting as well. Like sometimes whenever we're looking for content whether it is entertainment or anything or maybe just learning education solution find like finding some kind of solution for something in getting the e league together i have wor- like i have a worldwide group of women right so they are all over the place and uh, one of the hardest problems or the or challenges that i have is in trying to find times where the majority of the women are available for everybody including myself and i didn't I don't really necessarily like this stuff that's online. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go look for an app for that. I didn't go necessarily into the app store to look for this solution, actually. I went first to my computer to find this solution. I went and go like, oh, what can I find for a time tracker kind of thing? Or Mm -hmm. I started to find some keywords that would kind of give me an idea of what to look for. I got articles around being able to create meetings, worldwide meetings. I learned a lot. And then I found an article that kind of mentioned some apps. And that's when I went into the app store and was like, I'm going to search for these. And then, even then, it was in the results in the app store that I actually chose something that wasn't mentioned on the computer or on these articles. And I made a decision. That's the way that I feel people are going to be looking for content themselves. You're looking for something. You go out of your way to search for it. It doesn't matter where you go. You're going to end up finding it because it means that much to you. If you don't really care, you're not going to find it. Right.
2: I think the best way to find a podcast or for podcasters to promote each other is to tell somebody about a podcast that you love and you're listening to, and that you find entertaining and something that you listen to for for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for me, if I hear someone say, oh, I was listening to this podcast, and it ha- I'm like, oh, all right, I'm right there. I go right over, I immediately search it, I immediately look at it, and, and give it a listen to see if it's something I would like. I found more podcasts to listen to by that than any other way that I've, I've tried looking at charts. I've tried going to Apple and going through the comedy and going through and, and clicking each one. And listening, I'm like, this is not me. This isn't me. This isn't me. But then if someone that that has a show that I like and they say, here's a show that they like, I'm like, well, this might be something that I also like. And mm-hmm. I've had more success doing that. So get together with some of your peeps and and promote each other. It's the best way to share your audience because your podcast comes out usually once a week for an hour, maybe, maybe an hour and a half. And then what else are they going to listen to?
1: I feel like the part of this is that's newsworthy is not that they're wrong because we already kind of knew they were wrong.
2: Not everybody.
1: I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. Ever since that service came out where you could give them $2,000 to be in the top 10, you knew that they were wrong because they were being gamed. Right. So, so like they haven't been right for a while. I think the part that's newsworthy is that. People were not able to find the episodes of their show, and apple they just weren't showing up for whatever reason and now that there's all these things happening in the chart, and that while Apple might be aware of it, they're not really doing much about it. that part is the news part I think they're not just they're just not doing much about it, and there's nothing we can do to make them do something about it am i wrong so
0: that, and I think that that's that that has to be something I, I'm not sure that that idea has really landed for... Isn't that
1: why we're reporting on it, though, and everyone's talking about it? It's not because it's gamified. It's because it's it's now severely broken and messed up, and no one's fixing it, nor do they care to. That's the part that I think is interesting. So you can say
2: that Apple Podcasts means more to us as podcasters than it means to Apple Mm -hmm. as a platform.
0: Yes, right. Uh, What it means to Apple is that, I mean, just bottom line. Bottom line is that people money. um, They want people to use their stuff, right? So they (coughs) want to sell more iPhones. They want to have you use their apps. They want you to use the ecosystem that they have built because it's how they make their money. I mean, this is the bottom line. Is that this is a business, and then this is something that has sort of um, gotten much bigger than they had previously thought. I, they, it was really just, they just put it up there. It's a service, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just going to take a little bit of time for them to either say, yes, I would, we would like to serve and t- this population that is sort of upset about this, or we can continue just to really keep doing what we're doing. What's the, you know, what's the bottom line for them? Would this if make it? If they decide that they want to serve us, they're going to charge us Right. I have a feeling that that's probably what's going to start to happen there. Because mind you, it's already happened. Did you not see in the marketing practices you can actually buy ads? You can buy ads for um, – I think it's – I I forgot what it's called. But you can buy ads in Apple Podcasts.
1: But they're not charging podcasters yet. What I'm saying is the reason why they don't care or to fix it or aren't fixing it yet is because – we don't make them any money. The whole reason podcasts were put up together in the first place was so that somebody would know what to do with their iPod besides put all their music on it, which is just another thing to put all your music to on. To sell the stuff. Yeah. To sell their stuff. It, it was to sell their stuff. And so now that they've done like this, like marketing help for podcasters, the whole thing was a commercial for their own stuff. Use okay. our file type, use our system, put it in a, you know, it, None of it was actual help. It was all just a big commercial. Maybe it was a little helpful, but it was mostly a big commercial. And again, like he's right in saying now that it's broken, what are we going to do? And the answer is Mm -hmm. continue on the way we have been Mm -hmm. because
0: they've never cared about it. But see, here's the other bit of news. But because I think there's two things. One thing is that this got a lot of coverage. So there were three separate articles, which I'll put down there, meaning in that same day, James Cridlin from um, Pod News did a really nice um, summation of all of this from one point of view for Medium. Then Nick Kwa, uh, who has a very uh, popular newsletter, and he is a pundit for The Space. Um, are, are, you know, are the corporate podcasting space most likely? But still, it was a very thought-provoking piece. And then, Apple Insider, who also did that, and Apple Insider—well, it's Apple Insider—that has nothing to do with podcasts. That's not an industry industry thing, meaning the podcasting industry thing.
1: True, but you haven't mentioned any national news sources. You've only mentioned industry news, so it's not really getting that
0: much attention. But Apple doesn't really pay that much attention to the national stuff. They do pay attention to the conversation that's happening in places like Macworld and Apple Insider and Mac Stories, and all of those um, are very specific, very well known, and very well frequented publications that are, in fact, impacting Apple. Right in that space, that's what they that's what they report on. So these pundits do have a voice, and there's a lot of them that are for sure listened to by far because their uh, punditry or their support of their systems, meaning either iOS or maybe the latest OS for Mac, is for sure they take a lot of 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 the criticism or the feedback that these pundits have because. These pundits pay a lot of attention to this stuff. It's not just like, oh, I don't like Mojave. I don't like it. No, they'll tell you, I don't like it because, and then they'll make a list with screenshots and in-depth reasons as to why it didn't work and it didn't work for me because of this. And so in that respect, I do feel that it's important. But the other thing is that Apple is now getting into a position where they, they could possibly lose the number one spot. With Spotify, meaning coming up, Google Podcasts supporting, right. other platforms also kind of getting into the game. We don't know what the next big one is going to be in there that is actually going to start to push. I mean, I don't think I've ever right, seen... but
1: Spotify wants to be in this space. Apple
0: doesn't. Correct. And I think a lot of the industry, obviously Google Podcasts, it has been present and in attendance, wanting to find out how to do things. And I'm sure that there's going to be more coming into the scene that are making a play because they recognize that people are listening now. They want to keep that, right? So I do feel that they're going to either have to deal with it in some way, um, or we could just leave it as, as it is. Like, they don't really care, and it's a nice screenshot, which it always has been, <laughs> right? It's a nice
1: screenshot. So I think what we should do is start thinking about Apple the way bloggers think about WordPress. No one tries to rank all the traffic in WordPress or WordPress.com. WordPress made us a software. They made it open source. They have a support system. And they said, "Good, good luck to you. Right. And, and we they, yes, as content sure. creators get to make whatever we want on it but we don't really complain too loudly because we know and they know that they're not really making money from they make money from wordpress.com and that's what they support but they're not going to mm-hmm. support you for just downloading their free stuff and using their free stuff if you have a problem with it oh Welsky. And that's right. really what Apple is for us. We, we, the shows have turned it into something else, but that was kind of dumb of us. We mm-hmm. shouldn't have done that. They didn't mean for it to be that. They don't want to do it now. We're complaining to no one. We may as well just like see it as the platform where in which people can find our show and then try to measure success pretty much any other way. And it would be sufficient and successful. I think. Correct.
0: No, I think, uh, yeah, I I completely agree. I totally think that that's, yeah. And if they want to, like, you know, with WordPress.com, they do have a very robust um, system for support.
1: They do, but it's also self-supported like our group.
0: Right. It's, well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is that they also do have a lot of really great uh, support systems that are built inside of WordPress.com now where you can upgrade to whatever it is that you want to upgrade in, right? So there is that sort of like taking it to the next level and they've really opened up functionality. Like, and and, in speaking of, it's so funny, I don't think we talked about it in this show, but speaking of WordPress.com, they actually have made a deal or Automatic has made a deal or has invested in Radio Public. How about that? Radio Public, who has an app, is an app for the most part, but they have this really cool app. And what I believe is, is maybe even happening now, and, and if I am wrong, please correct me, people. You can send me email. And those of you who have a WordPress.com account, one of the hardest things to do inside of a free WordPress.com account is be able to have a player because they don't support iframe. So there's a lot of players that are not supported in those free accounts. But maybe with this new you know allyship with Radio Public, maybe they'll support the Radio Public player. And it's a lovely player. It's very nice. And so now they're giving an opportunity for podcasters to put their shows or their, you know, their players inside of their free accounts because it doesn't really support anything else. But it's not, it's nice. They, they see, I just think that they're more visionary, I'm sorry, than Apple sometimes. (laughs) But Spotify? They definitely are. No, not Spotify automatic. The uh, the oh, parent right. company for WordPress because they're they're awesome. They treat their people so well. They're so helpful and they do some t- wonderful work with just communities to make to uh, for accessibility and education and empowering empowerment and stuff like that. All right. So I think we've beat that one to death. No, yeah. <laughs> kind of, right? Correct. Interesting and yet but over it. alas, alas though, there's a little bit of news. Um, I I know somebody who just cut a position as in as the head of marketing. Mm-hmm.
1: You do, yeah.
0: Over to uh, on podcast websites. It's me. <laughs> 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 Yay! I'm so excited. So what? Tell me, tell me, what are you doing? Have you like what's the scoop? Like what have what's what are the fun things you get to do now? Oh my gosh. I am in
1: charge of strategizing all the marketing. So podcast websites is currently in the process of making major changes to their infrastructure. They are adding services. They are, what's the word? Um
2: When you... Upgrading?
1: No. When you split apart and do extra things like diversifying, ah. they're diversifying some of their services. And so... And also they have a person who creates content, but they don't really have someone who can create like a marketing plan or strategy for every piece of content that, that is put out. So as a result, they're creating article after article after article, but but it goes out and then something new happens and then it goes out and then something new happens. So they wanted someone who could market it properly, who could elevate their voice in the in the industry, who could... Um, Be in charge of like when they do events, merchandise, travel, when they, you know, what things are they supposed to sponsor? What things should they attend? It's really all the marketing. How are they going to deal with social media scheduling? How are they going to deal with, you know, just how to deal with stuff on on a larger scale? Like they have been doing the thing that they've been doing for a while and they have that part down pat, but now that they're growing, they need someone who can manage the growth part of the marketing if that makes sense that's fun that's that so sense. fun it's and really I fun com- I you know the one thing I've I've complained about and having my own business all this time is I never have time to do the part I love the best which is the marketing I always mm-hmm. am doing the service part of my own jobs and my own companies but never the Marketing part, which is the part I'm really good at. So I sold my agency. It was really good timing. And now I get to do the part that I love to do for a company that I love that I am not the CEO of. It's kind of the dream. It's the dream, Mm. especially because I'm working with people that I really, really love and they're my friends and not just people that I like interviewed with and was nervous about, like we're really good friends. So it made it great to just be like, hey, do you want to work with us? Sure. That'd be so fun. Yay. And that was it. It was wonderful. It's wonderful. So I'm so happy and excited. I love so much.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the things that we talked about too is, is the challenge of, I mean, obviously the marketing part also comes fairly easily to me in terms of like creativity yes, and all that kind of stuff. And does. I think the hardest thing that, I know as an as an independent sort of like doer of all the things which we've done for so long. Yeah, is that sometimes it's hard when you don't have the the people right the support I feel right. is going to be life changing for you to be able to go like this needs to this needs to go out or can you tweak this a little bit or you you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yes. To be able to teach someone to be like, no, here's how you do it. No, do it this way. This is the schedule. She'll know it forever. I'll only have to tell her once and then we can just move on rather than me have to Mm -hmm. do it every week or me teaching someone else who's going to disappear. Yeah. Like I have staff that's going to learn all the marketing tricks and, and I'll be able to have a team to work with that like is competent and Paid well and all the things that I could never do on my own.
0: <laughs> no, so it's, it's I so mean great. that's that's like a it's a dream, dude. It, it is. is a it's a dream. dream. I'm I'm
2: over. So I'm excited. Happy. So you guys, you. Say
0: congratulations to her and check out her work because <laughs> I think it's it in the is it podcastwebsites.com slash blog maybe that we can that's, see a lot of the stuff yes. that you're doing so, or.
1: That's yeah, that where kind of my of articles will be. And then a lot of my courses and content that I'm creating is in this podcast success academy, which is free. It's just podcast And they have a free tier that has a lot of my stuff in it right now. So totally free. Check it out. And I'm going to put I'm adding my um, sneaky secrets to audience growth next week. And that's totally free.
0: Well, that's awesome. They're like little that's
1: one so minute cool. videos. Yay! I've actually, yes. listen to this, Elsie. I've actually animated the videos. So instead of me just doing it over like keynote type presentation, I made uh-huh. cartoon characters out of the entire team. And now I have us like explaining the concepts in cartoon form. Oh my God. It's really funny. To see Mark in a cartoon form is hilarious. and And his sister, all of them to see them in cartoon form is fucking hilarious to
0: me. I love it so much. I think just for that, people should join that Success Academy because that will make you successful to see other people as cartoons. It'll just make you feel just amazing.
1: It is really funny, I have to say.
2: (laughs) And you know how podcasters love free. They do. I know.
1: (laughs) The podcaster motto if it's free, it's for me.
0: That's right. I know. That's pretty. (laughs) That's so (laughs) so true. So sad, but true. Correct. It is. Oh, man. So I kind of wanted to touch on a subject that I think that we could, that might be helpful to a lot of people, especially, you know, now heading on towards the end of the year, you know, sometimes things happen towards the end of the year, like, uh, you know, vacations or holidays and things like that. But then at any time in your life, there might be something that happens to you or, you know, a life change a life big I feel like you're trying other. to get to something. Are you trying to get to I it am point? trying to get to something. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying what is, to get, I'm what is trying that to set point? the scene. I'm trying to set the scene. <laughs> you're being But there's delicate. times that, what? You're being very delicate. I am very, I am being delicate. This is a delicate situation. So oh, I can't wait. You know, right now we, we're we in hurricane season and John was talking about a podcaster who essentially had to pack up and then left and hadn't been able to put out a show. Um, we have a, a mutual friend that whose, whose child was just diagnosed yes. with leukemia. And Actually,
1: yes, we do. Um,
0: that was also – obviously, that's a very un, unexpected, not uh, a positive thing whatsoever. Um, there's a lot of people who have unexpected deaths that happen in the family or yeah. loss yep. of some kind or maybe – Actually, this is also a disruptor to something good happens, like you get married or, you know, you finally sell your house and you have to move or, you know, like anything, anything like that. You Anyway, have a baby, things like that. And so that those are all unexpected things that disturb, for the most part, um, your schedule as a podcaster to publish, to do your show. And we've had that happen in our show as well. Yes, um, we have we, a couple of times. Know, so that all was me. Some, I'm the one with the all
1: the drama, if you think about it. but
0: right. Well, of course. <laughs>
1: of course. No, not because of my daughter, but also when right. I, ha- I had a baby, too. I'm the one that's had that's right. every piece of drama in our show so far. There's I mean, so actually, many... you had one slight thing because you were traveling. We had a, we had right. a few little shakes um, when you were on the road, but mostly it's been my bullshit. But that's cool.
0: No, but also it was mine too before She Podcasts. Like the same thing happened to me with Elsie's yoga class, which is oh, really right. one of the key reasons why I'm not producing that show Sometimes is because I, I had a massive life change. You know, I moved from Los Angeles to Pittsburgh. Sometimes I forget there was life before She P. Yeah. That, that, right. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Jess? How do you think we should deal with, like, what are some practices that you feel are important for us? To, to deal with when we come across a time when we can't publish, when we're you know having transitional problems in some way, positive or negative?
1: I think one of the benefits of being a podcaster and not a content creator in another kind of medium is that you do develop a relationship with your listeners. And so as a result they're very understanding when you have life things happen to you and they're very supportive and they'll even tell you how to deal with it themselves if you ask. But it's been nice to be able to say, hey, this is happening and I'm going to come back later. And, and they are almost always supportive and nice about the fact that you can't do a show. I mean, our friend who's struggling did mention like, you know, I know that Podcasters have a choice, and that if I'm not there, they'll choose someone else. And on some level that's true. But I think when you are able to establish a long enough relationship with your listeners, they they keep you unsubscribed for when you come back. They don't, they don't just flip channel to another show. That's not usually how listening works in our medium, which is cool. So that's the first thing. The second thing is once you've established what you have to do, don't beat yourself up over the fact that you can or can't create the content that you want because firstly and foremostly, whether you're getting married or dealing with a death in the family, you have to be kind to yourself. That's a very – those major events in life are stressful. They are the most stressful events we can have. And so it's always best to do whatever we feel mentally we can do, not just physically, not just time-wise, but can we mentally handle the thing we're signing ourselves up for? And a lot of times that answer is no, even if the physical part is yes. Yes. I think being nice to yourself. I mean, understanding that they're very understanding. And then I think creating a plan for coming back so that you don't just wallow or overindulge in the break from it. Or sometimes you can learn from the break that you don't ever want to go back and that's it.
0: The end. That kind of happened to me. It's like exactly. Yep. That's exactly. I was going to. Yes. That is really important. What
1: if you don't? What if you're just over it?
0: Like I had a baby and I was just over it and it was kind of great. And you have to follow that instinct, you know. And, and I, and yeah. talking about it from the LC side, you know, all the organic side of things.
1: <laughs> is there, there an organic is side? I can't wait
0: to hear what it is. No, but some sometimes the voice. Oh yeah. Is you know when you use your voice to communicate, it is it has a lot more layers than the written word. Um, That's There true. is a lot more that is transmuted. Within this media, which is your voice, than with almost anything else, you can take a picture of yourself, uh, a selfie, and you can edit the crap out of it. Use the angles; it can you can make it look the way that you want it to look, so that maybe things look not so bad. You can use you know words, um, you know graphics with words on it um, when you write you can edit it. It, A lot of the time, the emotion, yes, obviously there's writing that is incredibly poignant and whatnot, but you can craft it in a way that um, can give exactly the message that you want. When you are doing that with your voice, it's a lot harder to hide things. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I did when I was going through this huge transition for Elsie's yoga class, one of the key reasons that I stopped is because I could not, there was so much transition happening in my life at that moment. I couldn't take the seat of being a teacher. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Total sense. You know, being responsible and not putting myself out there at that time as having it all together and making sure that I'm leading these classes that are really heartful and solid. And I do feel that a teacher needs to be grounded. Um, they need to hold, uh, they have the capacity to be strong for the class. And I'm not just talking about teaching yoga, but we do as leaders in, behind the microphone, do need to have a certain Resonance. And I'm not saying vulnerability isn't something that we need to have. We've been vulnerable on the show many times. Mm-hmm. We have cried on the show. We have well, shared have. lots of intimate things on the show. <laughs> well, I have cried on the show for sure. John even remembers. But, but the thing is that it was also done in a, in a place of power for both of us. One of us was holding the other one. Um, we were very clear about what we, what we wanted to do here. But when you're pretending, or you say you want to say like, hey everybody, I'll be right back. I just had something go. You know, it. You can hear that there's something wrong. Yeah. I am a true. big advocate of just coming behind the microphone and saying, hey guys, uh, something's come up in my life. If you want to know more, you can check out my blog, or you can check out my Instagram, or you can what something like that. You don't even have to say it. I'll be back in three weeks. I hope you guys can understand. You know, and you say things like, I know you have a choice. You can still connect with me by, you know, subscribing to my newsletter or whatever, however you feel is the best thing to do. And give them an update when you say. And just like Jessica said, if you're ready to come back, I think you do have to give yourself a date so that you can say, I am ready to come back now and then really look forward towards that goal. Even if you have to push it, make a date. I mean,
1: change the date if you want, but have a plan. If you never have a plan, you'll never do it, I think. Correct
0: absolutely and then if you come to your plan and then all of a sudden you're like i'm not sure i'm ready then make it the like make another plan like just make a decision update right. it it's there's nothing wrong with you going away and i have to and this is really and i think we talked about this way back remember that episode that i think it was like breaking up with your podcast i remember the title of it but it was like i think in year 1 that we put the show out and it is really hard sometimes to break up with a show like Elsie's yoga class. Yep, it is. I mean, I'm still having a hard time. Like, I feel now that that relationship is over. I mean, mind you, it's been four years or so. Um, and I'm now really saying that I have pod faded. But for many years, even like two years out when I hadn't published anything, I still was like, but I might come back. You know, I might come back because it's hard. You build, I build that. That was my first show. It's got all, you know, so much of who I am now is because of that show. And I'm, you know, but there's a time when you have to let it go. Just with you, like with Lady Business Radio. I'm sure you had some feelings about that. No, I couldn't wait to get rid of it.
1: I was so done. No, in fact, I'm learning (laughs) this about myself when I'm done I have like a a house fire sale the second I'm Uh, done with something. So like I wasn't just done. I was like, I'm done. Who wants to buy my stuff? Kind of. It's very weird. Like same with Emily. Like when like I see my husband and other people when when they have someone pass away, like they keep the other person's stuff in the basement forever. They keep the stuff in the closet. Like I could not wait to be rid of the things in her house in the house that were hers because I just didn't. I just didn't want them here to torture me. I just didn't want to torture myself. Right. So yeah, I, I am the opposite. Once I knew I was done, I was like, I'm done. Close up shop. No more website. See you. wouldn't want to be. Ya. I was excited to be done. And that was it. But I'm I'm just one of those people. I'm not very sentimental. Once I'm done, I need to be done.
0: I need. And that's why we that's why we work so well, because yeah, I mean, it, it, it does. It takes me time to finally clean, you know, give up. stop it. Right. It's yeah. just like, stop it. Don't. And, and then I feel that you can have a balance between how, how Jess deals with it and how I deal with it because yeah, they're both extremes. I mean, honestly, it took me like soul, soul searching for me this, I think it was this year. I have to look back on it. But this year I changed all of my social media handles from right. Yo Geek, which is, which was my "in quote online persona, if you will. That was what I labeled myself. This mixture between being a yoga teacher and a, and a geek and a somebody who loved all technology. So I came up with that. And that's been my handle in social media for years. And then I changed it to just my name. I changed all of that labeling for me. It no longer is that. But it took me about a week to finally say, okay, I'm going to do it today because I was so attached to that persona. To whatever that meant. But I had grown outgrown it. It's like it was clothing that just didn't fit anymore. That's yeah. not who I am anymore. Exactly. So it you know, and I think with when as podcasters, when we go through these life changes, our show may no longer reflect who we were then. Because whenever you do have a death in the family, whenever you go through a near-death experience, whenever you do get married, whenever you become a mom, you you actually become as much as you are yourself, you also are somebody else. And you need to align with whoever you are now. You know, we all evolve. So keep that in mind if you're going through this. And also, I think Jess did a wonderful job at saying podcast listeners connect with your heart. That's what we do. We connect with people's hearts and souls. And if people go away, they will still be there, they will come back, they will not. If they choose somebody else at that moment, they'll still come back to you. I guarantee it. True. I mean, I have people still emailing me or actually I just posted something on the LC's Yoga um, Kula Facebook page and I had like three people comment saying, you're still my favorite yoga teacher every single wow, time that I go so cool. into whatever space. I still remember what you're saying. They quoted me. They say that they still do my classes and it's been a decade. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's so, so cool, though. I love that. Anyway,
2: yes. You know, from the podcast listener side, I listen to a podcast, and something happened to one of the hosts. I don't know what, but they were in the hospital. They had to have emergency surgery, and they have to—they oh, wow. can't eat anything. Everything has to come liquefied. So I have a feeling there's a broken jaw. There's another surgery involved. The podcast is on hiatus, and that's all I know. The only reason I know that is because I follow them on social media. They're right. holding their cards close to the vest. I am like, wow, what happened? You know, Just because I'm concerned, but they're not right. telling everybody. So then I have to respect that and say, okay, well, I'm not going to ask, but I'm still going to monitor social media. But you draw your happens, own
1: conclusions though. too, which is never – I mean it, you may not, you may want to be in control of the conversation rather than have people wonder what's happening to you, which is kind of
2: – Yeah, because it's always – if we our imaginations can run wild, and it could worse be worse. worse than what's actually happening. Yeah, it exactly. could be worse.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It's just
2: one of those things. Like I understand they're going through – A terrible issue right now uh there was an accident and whatever but i don't know and you know i'm concerned as a listener because i've they have 160 some episodes i've listened since episode one
1: you know i will say this too and i don't know if this is relevant i think it is but we'll see
2: another thing that happens when you go through a life change
1: birth death and everything in between is sometimes you have a bit of an identity crisis like Elsie was it took right. her a long time to realize like I'm not that person anymore sometimes people think that right away like I have been having a crazy identity crisis since Emily has been gone um and there have been many days when we're about to record where I'm just like is this really who I am is this still who I am should I I mean I don't want to quit but I am like I don't want to quit the show, but I I have wondered if I'm still this person because I feel so not myself. And it has taken just the act of doing it to allow it to continue to be me. Does that make
0: any sense? Like, I I feel like I'm not expressing myself. Yes, it does. It does. And I think the key thing for what you're talking about is that you have to keep voicing it. You can't hold yourself back to what that one thing was this is who I am. And I think we have to keep on declaring it. I feel the power of being able to label yourself or identify yourself as the most healing power ever. And nobody's going to give you permission for that. I mean, obviously, I think the world does give you permission. You need to take that permit. You need to open into it. And you you call yourself that. You say, I am no longer this, I am this. This is how it is. And I think, and I in no way have any... I don't want to generalize this or anything like that. And nor do I have any personal um, understanding of this at all. But I feel like in a minuscule way, that's what people who are going through trying to figure out what their gender identity is or who they are as people um, where the world gives you what they feel that you need to be labeled. And then you kind of go like, "I'm, I'm not sure. I like, I don't think that that's me though. But I think that clarity comes when you can claim it and you can say it and you can say this is me and it feels great. It feels great. Like when I finally broke up with being yogic, (laughs) oh my God, it it felt so freeing because then I didn't have people coming up to me going like, oh, you're the yoga girl or you're the yoga teacher because I had let go of that. I mean, I still, yoga is my life. It informs everything that I do, but I don't lead with that. It's a part of many things of who I am. So it's just, for me, it's very, very freeing to kind of like revisit back who you are. And I think, I mean, just seeing the evolution of your bio, Jess, it made me so happy when I just asked you for your bio. I needed your bio. I needed a quick bio from you and you texted it to me. And just to see the evolution of what you said about yourself <laughs> I when know, I met ridiculous. you versus now, you know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's it's great. We grow. We, I don't expect you to be who you were before, and I do honestly feel you need to ask your people who are. Tell me who you are again, even if you know them. Like I've known Jess now for almost a decade, and it's like I know that you're not the same woman that I met. No, right of course. you're you are you are but you're not. Right. And I we remember. need to help each other do that to really help us reclaim whoever it is that we are now.
1: And sometimes you don't want to be the person you were and you kind of have to work through that which is I think what yep. happened to me like when my mother passed away, I was able to quit my job and start my own business and I didn't have to go back to being the person that I was when she was alive. However, this was a little different. I have an established career. I have two you know I mean I had two children then, but you know, you can't blow your life up every time something terrible happens to you. So I had to be patient. I mean, I knew I didn't want the agency anymore, but that was pretty much all I knew. And so I've just been patient, patiently sitting Going through the motions, doing this show, doing that show, doing the other show, just trying to figure out like when the thing that I'm supposed to do will come to me. And I don't know if like my, you know, when you take a job, it's like, well, is my life's purpose to do this? But- Part of it is my life's purpose. Mm -hmm. I can feel that it's going to lead to the thing that you can just tell. I feel like I met those people for a reason and maybe it was to help elevate them and maybe it was for them to help elevate me. I'm not sure, but it certainly feels like I am becoming who I am supposed to be now and not, you know, it wouldn't have been able to happen before. I am just completely, it sounds like I'm talking in full riddles to myself, you're talking like me now, Jess. I am, but I, but that's kind of how I feel about it, I guess. Sorry, I'll stop now. I'm starting to, you know, when you start it's, to sound like Elsie, it's time to hang it up. I
0: know. Well, if you guys have gone through any of transitions like that, why don't you go ahead and send us some feedback over to feedback at shepodcast dot com. We'd love to share that with other people, because I do feel that this is an important issue for us to address. And it's a delicate issue. And maybe if we can help somebody, given your specific experience and how you've dealt with transitions and how you've come out the other side. Yes, we'd love to hear your advice. I think it would be lovely. Um, so why don't we k- kind of uh, finish up here very quickly here? But let's—I want to talk about some tool tips real fast. Elsie's okay. tool tips. Just because I talked about this earlier, and I kind of didn't want to leave pe- pe- people handing. So the app that I decided to—I actually—it's—it's uh, it's a free app, but I—I I bought the don't do it with a commercials, you know, because I hate those things. Is called Time Buddy. And it's available for both iOS and Android. And it's the reason that I like it is because it is a, it's kind of all you really need it for. And the reason that I'm going to be using it is to kind of see what everybody's time zone is through the e-league, like what everybody's in alignment with. So let's say I have somebody that's in the East coast, somebody's on the West coast, somebody who's in Australia, somebody who's in London, like, Can we – can I start to check times when everybody is in there? And what I love about it is because you can add those time zones, as many as you want, and it's visually super appealing. Like you can see it all in a row so that you don't have to be – so it's visual and – um you have the numbers too so you can kind of tell and i when i found that app i was like oh my god this is perfect this is exactly wow. what i wanted." <laughs> so um Maybe I and i need like this. it that it's on the go as well cuz I, I i i know i can find this out on the computer i know it's it's fine but, but there's something to, about it's a having a scheduler it's, too though it is right? you can actually se- send i think you can send out invites f- through it or something but i'm not going to use it for that i just kind of wanted to see the Times, because it's just too crazy, my head's about to explode when I don't know what's happening here, um, hmm. so that you guys can check it out. That's it. Time, buddy, app, and I do believe the upgrade was like two hundred ninety nine but it's free. again, I just don't like ads on my apps. they're super annoying. I'm gonna
1: try it because I'm constantly trying to figure out I made the worst mistake yesterday. I'm gonna get off a little off topic, so for some reason, ever since I agreed to take this job, so like the past two weeks. I have been waking up at like four between four and six. And I think it's because I'm hyper aware that my coworkers are starting work because then it's like eight or nine. It's like nine or ten when they like when I'm getting up. And usually I'll open my eyes and I'll think, why the hell am I awake? And then I just happen to check my phone and someone has either sent me an email about to send me a text, ta- you know, like I'm I'm starting to be part of a conversation. And it's like my it's like my psyche you no know, I'm just pontificate i don't know if i'm really (laughs) psychic or what but it's been bugging me so i thought you know what i should do i'll just wake up then and work with them as long as i can and then in the afternoon i could take a nap or work out or plan dinner it'll be brilliant so yesterday i gave it a shot i happened to wake up at 4 30 and i thought fuck it i'm just gonna stay up and it was great until 11 a.m oh my god and then i was like oh my god i have six more hours of work (laughs) Shit! it was horrible i was like what have i done because I had calls like scheduled the rest of the day, and I had, I have a project. Oh. I couldn't go back to sleep because of all the. Sometimes when you know you have a list of shit to do, you can't just take it. Yeah, a nap. you can't turn it so off. Yeah, I still think in my head I have romantic. I mean, I feel like it's possible that I could do this, but not at four thirty a.m. That was such a mistake. That was very early. That's kind of very unlike Jess. But same thing <laughs> happened this morning. Five a.m. on the dot. Eyes pop right open. Oh wow! Well. I can't make it well. stop. Help.
0: Help. Well, we'll deal with it as we go along.
1: Anyway, so that's a cool app. So at least this way I'll be able to, yeah, I mean, people who work with people in different time zones can know what the hell time it is. It's
0: awesome. I know. I I love that, the visual clarification. And to close off the show, I think that we're, I I just want to mention this really quick for our follow-up on the Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Show of the Week. Though. So I think that you got this tweet too, right, Jess? From odd dad Out at odddadout. Yes, odd I did. Out. So he was like, hey, Elsie and Jess, have you seen this trailer? So mm-hmm. way back when, because I think we did have Dirty John yes, as one of the of weird and wild shows of the week, yes. like for a while ago. And since now Dirty John, the podcast, has been made into a Bravo miniseries, That's right. and the trailer is out. Bonkers. and it's kind of super exciting and i don't know why i find it so exciting i think it's because i listened to the show and i i was a fan of it and now it's an actual television show and i think one of the things that made me happier is when it said as it, i don't remember what it said on the plate something about a podcast like it said like a famous podcast or a popular from from a popular podcast or that was one of the plates. Like that was a way that they described it. And I was like, oh, that's so great. You know, like based yeah. on the podcast, I don't know, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I just thought it was brilliant. So anyway, I just thought that was awesome. And I just want to, and I'll put a link in the show notes. so You guys can check it out. Cause it absolutely made me excited. And thank you, Odd Dad Out for sharing that because it's cool.
1: Yay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much to Elsie and John for showing up on time. This has been... Kind of sheep. <laughs> this has been she podcast. Please leave us feedback at she You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at she podcast. And if you would like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash she podcast. The five dollar amount gets you access to one on one coaching from both me and Elsie during the week in our super squad. So go ahead and check that out. Check out MikeMe, M-I-C-M-E dot com. And also, thank you to our John, even though I already thanked you, for our editor, solutions.com. If you are in need of an editor, he is the biggity bestest. See you next time. Love you.
2: Mean it. Bye.